Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this Monday morning, it's Breakfast with Pat and Heels, brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builders you can trust you can bank on Burbank Homes. And Hyundai, the Hyundai SUV sale event is on right now. Our Suncorp Home Resilience open line, 131355, is open. Or you can text us on 0467736736 after a great weekend of footy in Vegas. And uh, we're going to have a chat uh, about cricket just very shortly too to uh, to crash, but I'm certainly he's got a comment on the uh, on the. The footy, yes, he'll have comments on all that. You know, George talking, George from Logan talking about Tottenham. Their big game is this game coming up. They're taking on the one above them, just above them, Aston Villa. Okay, so that's going to be massive this week to look forward to. All right, stop trying to avoid the subject. Name the only African country to host a Formula One Grand Prix. Was it a street circuit? Don't know. Does that matter? Yeah, because the city I'm thinking of's got you know nice hills and you could work like Monaco. You could walk. Work your way through some narrowish streets. Right, well, we're holding up uh, so, crash here. Like so. I'm thinking, you know, Kenya, but I don't think so. I think it'll be Morocco. No, it's South Africa. South Africa? Yeah, 67 to 85 and then 92 and 93. So it's been a what decade. What do you mean South Africa? That What city? I don't know. It was only the country we needed to know. Well, isn't Africa? You said Africa. It's Kailami. That's actually, yeah, it was Kailami, the circuit outside Joburg. Oh. I don't know whether Crash has been there and his extensive tours of South Africa. I know where Crash would rather be talking to us today from uh, Vegas, but uh, the Courier Mail's senior sports <laughs> journal is like us in Brisbane. Morning, Crash. Morning, guys. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm glad you didn't ask me the Grand Prix question. Oh. <laughs> that was <laughs> rubbish. Got it wrong, <laughs> yeah. mate. Was it was the footy as massive as Fox wanted it to be? Have you heard? Oh, I, I haven't seen the ratings, Hills, but look, it, it created an absolute tidal wave of publicity. Yep. It got the clubs jostling to be there next year. Uh, we won't know for three years whether they've penetrated the gambling market like they want to. Um, some parts of it, for me, are terrific. You know, just, just the buzz. You know, you can feel it back here. Yes. Um, but if you said, you know, just a quick snapshot, that's the best part of me, the, the buzz. Starting a competition in the States, rugby league, is so tough because we all know Americans just rate their own sports and no others. Yeah. You know, they just don't. So that's why the World Series, even though it's just played in America, is called the World Series because they think their country is the world. Yeah, that's exactly but, right. You, um, you win the NBA, you win the hockey uh, you win the gridiron, the Super Bowl, you're the world champs. That's right. And that's why 
the whole thing that we're going to penetrate over there with rugby league, that's the one idea oh, I don't rate at all. But everything else has been good. And I do think this combine to attract American athletes to the rugby league is a really good idea. Even if you only get three of them, you know, they're three great stories like Mason Cox's for Collingwood. He was on 60 Minutes in America, Mason Cox, yes. after joining Collingwood. So, you know, I, I, that, uh, so there's a lot of goodness come out of it, but also reality cuts through heels. And I reckon on that issue of can league crack America, my answer is, is no. I don't think, I mean, cricket's got a captive market there. It's got about three, four million Indians. So if you had a cricket league, you, you, you've got a catch audience there yeah. already. No one is a natural-born rugby league fan over there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, look, we'll, we'll wait. As you said, we'll wait to see the ratings in both here. I think the ratings here will be phenomenal. I mean, just about everyone I know we're, we're watching it somewhere, whether it be bars, clubs, uh, or at home. Uh, there was big interest in it. But, yeah, I, and, I, and I don't know the rating system in America when it comes out, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see. Now, all love and roses within the Australian cricket team with maybe the exception of Marnus. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he's he's had a sneaky form slump, hasn't he? And and uh, several uh, the cricket writing fraternity, myself included, Pat, have been accused of underreporting his form slump. And, and I'd have to plead a bit guilty to that because it's sort of he just occasionally score a sixty and you'd look away. Yeah. But uh, his test average has dropped by ten over the last year. He's now really snicking these balls outside off stump heels. Mm. And uh, it, it's he's a sort of guy, Pat, who, with this long break coming up from Test cricket after this Test until November, I know exactly what Marnus will do. He'll have ten million theories on how he's going to get better. And I don't think when he really needs a break, he tried easing off his training before the last Test in Wellington, having a short, sharp session in the nets, calling loudly, getting his feet moving, but he's still nicking and. Two years ago, we were writing stories about he's the luckiest player in cricket. He, he played and missed all the time. Catches were dropped. But now, as cricket does, luck turns around heels. Yes. Well, I mean, what about his defensive shots? Even his leaves weren't didn't look comfortable to me in his 27 ball stay at the crease. And then when he played a couple yeah. of forward defences, he banged them into the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like, his hands were well forward and he... His bat just banged it into the ground like indoor. Um, it, it just way off the mark. And in those net sessions, did you hear if he hit the ball hard? You know, he, he's got to get yeah, out and hit it, the Eric, ball hard. Yeah, he, he did. And, and I think that um, he has the burden of being a perfectionist. You know, some guys just, just get out and play, don't they? And, yes. But he will overthink it. And I think... This is the problem with him and Smith. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal players, aren't they? Let's just say that first up. But because they live it and breathe it and drink it and share it over breakfast, cricket, 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 I think when you hit a soft spot, you're really in danger of overcooking yourself and, and just overthinking the game, you know? Yeah. And it was like Greg Chappell when he had those six ducks and the psychologist said to him, Greg, just one thing, are you watching the ball? And he said, no, well, I'm sort of watching a, an area about the size of a television screen when the ball's coming. He said, that's not enough. That is not enough. You are not focusing. So, Hills, you know, it, it can be a million things. But, yeah. And, and, hey, one last theory, and I'll bounce this off your heels. Shiel Berry, the old cricket writer, seen 200 tests, reckons that great batsmen, most top batsmen, 
they walk with the gods for about three years. Then they have about two years where they're averaging 30, and they ended up with late 40s average. Like you said, no one does it forever, unless you're ponting or something like that. But that, that's, that's a, I, I look at Marnus and I see that. I see that. A guy who has, he may have had his best years, two or three of them, yeah. as you do. And I, I, uh, Steve Smith would be one of those two, wouldn't he? He walked with the gods right up the top with them for the, probably those three years. Was it any longer than three years for him? Yeah, no, longer because he's up uh, around the 58. And I think you've got to put him in a level above your sort of, like I'm talking Michael Clarks probably, and Smith's uh, uh, just a step above him. Okay. I'm talking, and I'm not talking Ponting, he's a step above. But I'm talking your, your Graham Smiths, who average around 50, your Michael Clarks, you know, yep. where you just have three years where you just can't bowl a ball to that guy. He's just too good. And and then and then it eases out. Yeah. And then you have bad ones and ones in between. So I, I, that works. That theory works most times. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you think the Steve Smith elevation to opener is an experiment? No. No, it, it, it's... it's it's him. I know that he was sick and tired of facing all short balls from an aging ball when he got in, and, and was really getting restless in the dressing room. So he, this he sees this as the last move in his career. Yeah, Mills. He he just wants to. He may have. I reckon if you said his finishing point, it'll be the last test against in the Ashes at home in about eighteen months' time. He'll okay. go through India next season and then go to the Ashes. But there's been whispers around the last four months that he will retire earlier than we think. But I, I, I think this is his last last step. Yeah, and I think we've got to be realistic about it too. That he's not going to average 58 as an opener. I mean, Kawaja did really nice work in that test. Yet his innings were what 30 yeah. and 20 something. Mm. You know that that's life as an opening batsman. It's tough. Hey. Uh- out of the positives, obviously Cam Green with his 174 not out, and then <laughs> Nathan Lyon. Now oh, dead uh, stiff, wasn't he? Not to get player of the match. <laughs> he's top scored in the second. He's <laughs> taken ten for and missed out on player of the match. But it just just said it was a game in two for Australia. I, I'm so interested though in the psychological hold we've got over New Zealand. It, it's just almost unbelievable that they've won just one out of the last 32 tests and. They idolise Australia, and strangely enough, Heels, this takes me back to an interview that I did for your book, we did together, 27 years ago. And you said to me, when you were playing John Wright uh, in the dressing room, Wrighty would go, I love you guys. You guys are (laughs) so special. I mean, I just love the way you play. And your quote in the book is, you had to say to Wrighty, Righty, shut up. We're playing you tomorrow. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. And he was good enough to say that stuff and still make hundreds against us. Don't worry. But, but yeah. there's there's a lot of it that, that are in players' minds that aren't good enough to make hundreds mm. just yet. So now... Yeah. And, 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 uh, um, it is. This, the, but the idol, big brother, little brother, it's, it's, it's a really tangible thing. Stephen Fleming idolised Shane Warne, you know. Um, yeah, it's a big thing. Mm. So... Line now, 5.27 wickets, seventh all time. Uh, the next Aussie above him is McGrath at 5.63. And he's talking about going on until the end of 2027, is uh, Nathan Lyon. Yeah. We, we, well, Kenny, in which circumstance, he would probably beat Shane Warne. Look, 
he's an incredible story, Nathan Lyon. He, I know he's sitting down to do his book at the moment, which will come out when he retires, but that won't be for a few years. But have we actually ever got to the bottom of why he's so good? Like, he's bowled 31,000 balls and never bowled a no ball, which says to Jeez, me... what a good bowler, stat. Think, yeah, I know. It is amazing. 31,000. Oh, sorry, he got no balled once for, due to a field placing, which was, <laughs> which, which was uh, incorrect. But he's never bowled a front foot no ball in 31,000 balls, which says that his action is, is just so repeatable and so worked out. He, there's no magic tricks to him. He doesn't bowl the Dusra, but he comes over the top of the ball and it bounces high up towards the, yeah. above the batsman's knee roll towards his gloves. A simple formula. And he's getting better because he's so comfortable. There's no spinner threatening him. That's when he's at his best. He hates being threatened. He, he's just in there um, and taking wickets for, for fun. Yeah, he, I noticed his captain said, uh, I'm giving it away when he gives it away, or giving the captaincy away because he just makes my life so much easier. Six for 65 in the second dig, 10 for 108 in the match. He's fifth, 10 for. Uh, and, of course, in the second dig, it's Williamson and Ravindra, their two best bats. He's on 527. McGrath, 563. Warney, as Crash just mentioned, 708. Hey, we're running out of time. I just wanted one quick one. Mate, distressing scenes with Will Pekoski again. He was felled by a Riley Meredith bouncer, uh, flush on the front of the helmet, medical staff called. I don't know. I mean, we, we can't surmise things here. We're not medical people, but uh, it's just distressing, isn't it? Oh, Pat, and, and, and I know what you're thinking, and so am I. Is this the end? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has to. Uh, I mean, how long can this keep going on? You know, I mean, let's put it this way. If it was a rugby league player and he'd had 13 concussions, yeah. what would we be saying now? we'd be saying it's probably time to hang up the boots, wouldn't we? Yep. Now, yep. you've got to keep reminding yourself, cricket's a non-contact sport. He's not supposed to be feeling any contact to his body, and he's had 12 concussions, 13. So I, 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 wish, I, I wish him the best, but I think, you know, if he can play through this, honestly, it's, it's incredible. I, I fear, I hope it's not, but I fear the end may be nice. Yeah, he must be getting medical answers to that question, though, yeah. and and all the time, which keeps him going. He he has been close to giving it away before. And he's he's never been more positive than two weeks yeah. ago in a podcast with Victoria. We said, "I've got it. I'm on top of this. I know exactly what's happening. We know where the floor is." For the first time, I'm batting with a clear head, and now this. I mean, I I, I just. You couldn't pick him for Australia. You just couldn't. Yeah. And, and even for Victoria now, it's a way because you're a bowler. Do you feel bowl, comfortable bowling short balls to him? Yeah. I, I would feel genuinely yeah. unsettled. Yeah, if, I agree you know, with Because you, you say, hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, mate, great to chat. As always, it's, it's been a huge weekend of sport. We could go on for ages, but uh, we just love picking your brain and we, uh, we really appreciate you coming on our show. Thanks, Crasher. No, it's my, my absolute pleasure, boys. It's always nice to talk to me, two old mates. I think you're my longest-serving contacts. Because you're a dwindling list, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the black book's getting smaller. Thank you, mate. Courier Miles, <laughs> Senior Sports Journal. Crash Craddock there. Australia's Tour of New Zealand continues this Friday. Catch the action live on SENQ 693am and on the SEN Up. It's Brisbane's home of sport. Uh, coming up after 7.30, we'll have uh, the Lions... Uh, the Lions, one of the Lions, main men, Dane Zorko, he's going to join us as he will uh, on Mondays. We'll have tickets to give away from the Lions. Big one. Boy, that'd be rare as rocking horse poo. 
Uh, yeah, the Friday night game against the Carlton. I reckon that'll be very close to being sold out, that one. 7.18. It's, uh, we've got Jack coming up with a sports update and uh, a couple of texts as well. Oh, get on with it. <laughs> Mate, this Ben Ruin, he's in Lowe's tracky pants <laughs> and he's watched that putt for at least four minutes. Mm. Oh, he's gone a... from every angle, upside down, and he's left it three foot short. He's eight under through 11. He's, I know. He's he gonna, should make he's, this eight under he's through He's going to implode. Okay. Well, they're back on the course in uh, Palm Beach Gardens, <laughs> and I'll keep you up to date with that at 724 Breakfast with Patton Hills brought to you by Kubota. Their mowers, their tractors, and their land pride attachments are beauties. It's 7.24, as I said. Here's Jack. Good morning, Patty. Good morning, Hills. Uh, let's start over in the uh, world of tennis, where mm. Alex Dimonor has yes, won back-to-back big... Mexican <laughs> Open titles uh, with a final victory over Casper Ruud, 6-4, 6-4. eighth career title on the APT Tour, and... I'm starting to find some form. The team, yeah, he claimed a couple of big scalps too. What do you reckon the trophy was? Mexican Open. Um, If you haven't seen it, yeah, he put the sombrero on and then he holds a trophy, and it's either the world's fattest chili or it's a pear. (laughs) (laughs) You wait till you have a look at it, and you tell me what you think it is. All right, we'll make sure that goes up on our social media a little bit later on in the day. In the Premier League, there was a big result overnight. The Manchester derby is blue once again. Manchester City beating Manchester United 3-1. United took the lead early in the eighth minute through Marcus Rashford before City pegged them back with two goals from Phil Foden in the 56th and 80th minutes before Erling Haaland made it 3-1 in stoppage time. And uh, Manchester City closed the gap to Liverpool at the top of the English Premier League table. And don't they play next mm. Monday, <clears throat> Liverpool and Man City. And that's going to be a huge one, and you'll be able to hear all of that live. Uh, on SEN. On SEN. Next Monday. When's uh, Tottenham Astonville? Uh, on Sunday night at 11 o'clock. Right. And it was good that Man City beat Man United, keep them away from Tottenham again. Exactly. Um, So that frees up Tottenham's race for the top four. Uh, Some other results in the Premier League from the weekend. We had Fulham beating Brighton. I thought that might get a mention. (laughs) (laughs) Had to do it first up. Did you only play Brighton? Uh, Out of 300 results. Brighton Brighton are a good team. Yeah, but did Hove play? (laughs) <laughs> Is it Brighton and Hove? Or you just played Brighton? <laughs> uh, Brentford played a two-all draw with Chelsea. Uh, West oh, Ham beat Everton 3-1. Newcastle beat uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers 3-0. Liverpool left it very late to defeat Nottingham Forest, uh, winning 1-0 in the 98th minute. Darwin Nunes scored, and it's the latest opening goal in Premier League history. So, uh, Is it? Uh, yeah. How late? 98 minutes for the first goal of the game. And uh, Bournemouth had a 2-0 win over Burnley. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, in his third NASCAR Xfinity start on Saturday, had a a tough outing. His um, Camaro gave up the ghost after 30 laps with an engine uh, problem, which means he did not finish the race. And in the AFL preseason, some big results. The uh, Crows beat the Eagles Mm. 117 to 50, which goes to show that the Eagles might have a tough time like they did last year. The Western Bulldogs uh, beat the Hawthorne Hawks 119-62 to down in Launceston. And yesterday in possibly the fieriest preseason encounter that I've seen in a very, very long time, 
Uh, St Kilda beat the Kangaroos 84 to 65. Mm. But the big news out of that is the hit that Jimmy Webster, the St Kilda veteran, put on Jai Simpkin from North Melbourne. It, he left the ground, uh, mm. leaping with the shoulder, clocked him high. Simpkin was out for the rest of the match with a concussion. It's a, it's a very, it's a very bad look if it happened in a final series. But six weeks, I reckon. Um, uh, well, there's there's many pundits speculating that he could get ten. Um, this comes off the back of Angus Brayshaw medically retiring yeah. this week with concussion issues. Well, that was a total it's, legally one, legal one too. A very mm, poor timing apparently. for Jimmy Webster and. Look, uh, and I think that um, not being one of the big superstars of the competition, the AFL will really make an example out of him this week. Mm-hmm. So it'll be uh, very interesting to see, Paddy. So they should. And what about Rojas for the Raw, mate? Michael Rojas, uh, Brisbane Raw. Fantastic victory yesterday. Oh, I thought it was Danny. Cool. <laughs> I thought we got him over from... You've been watching too much the... Ted Lasso. Yeah, yes. I thought we got him over from the Greyhounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd be able to pay for Danny Rojas, <laughs> especially after his last season in oh, Ted Lasso. Well, well Marco will do. Scoring goals for fun. But, uh Marco Rojas scored the two goals. A great victory for the Raw um, over Melbourne Victory, who have been flying along this year. So um, congratulations to them. And hopefully the, uh, the Raw still not out of finals contention in the A-League. No, a lot of optimism there after the win at the weekend. Exactly right. That'll do us for the sports update. And if you're looking I'm for out. height, you can hire it right. Visit heightforhire.com.au. Hey, quick one here from Daryl. Uh, today's the second anniversary of the sudden and tragic passing of the great Shane Warne. Uh, well, it was it was a sad time, wasn't it? We lost Rod Marsh. We lost yeah. Roy. Uh, and then uh, Warney, it, was, it seemed like we were just surrounded by cricketing tragedy at the time. We were. Mm. We dead were surrounded by it. We talked and had a raised a glass to um, Rod. Uh, in Early Beach, but uh, yeah, warning is today. Eh? Uh, Daryl continues. I was lucky enough to watch both NRL matches yesterday on a big screen, thanks to the hospitality of my neighbours. Tipped Manly the Bronx in the SEN tipping comp. Now for the remainder of round one this week and more winners. Good on you, Daryl. Thanks for joining us. It's coming up very quickly to seven thirty. Vanessa will have the news, the weather, and the latest sport, and we will be back right after that. We're back. It's Breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Monday morning, brought to you by Burbank Homes, the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank and Hyundai. They have the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line, which is a beauty. Suncorp's Home Resilience Open Line 131355 is the way to get through to us this morning, or you can text us 0467 736 736 if you've got anything to say about a, a big weekend of footy, uh, 40,000 plus in Vegas. Uh, tough one for the Bronx. Of course, uh, we will have more on that, uh, the racial slur allegations, which uh, are very, very serious and have put a stain on uh, what was a, a real showpiece for the Rugby League at the weekend. But starting this, well, the, it starts with the Swans in Melbourne on Thursday night, which will be a beauty, but all our focus is at the Gabba on Friday night, Brisbane-Carlton. That will be a blockbuster. Zorks is joining us on the phone. Zorks, we've got a couple of tickets to give away. I don't know where we've got them from because surely the Gabba will be sold out on Friday night. Yeah, spot on, Paddy. I don't know how there's a seat left. It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be an absolute cracker. Um, obviously, we fought off in the preliminary final last year. It was an unbelievable game and, I'm expecting uh, certainly a similar crowd there on Friday night, and and hopefully we can get, we can get the result. But yeah, can't wait. So give us an idea of what it's like for footballers 
at this time of year, mate. You know, your, your trial matches are done. The pre-season, which is just punishing, is out of the way. But, you know, what's this week like for you? Uh, well, there's a lot of excitement, and I think you can fall into the trap of potentially playing the game in your head too many times. I think it's important you just get back to your routines and focus on them. That's what the practice matches are there for. You know, sort of um, get yourself back into the groove of things. But, I mean, there's still so much uncertainty. You don't know what the form lines are really like. Um, we are able to play 26 players across the two weeks of practice matches. Obviously, that's going to get trimmed right back to 22 in the sub. So, there's still so many unknowns. Um, you might have been in some good form in, in the preseason matches. You know, you might not have been in some good form. Like, there's just so many things that still go through your head as a player. Um, but I think for us, it's just about getting back to our process and, and, and individually um, bringing what we need to do to help the team. And Zorks, take us through OR. Is it opening round or why are there 10 buys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good question here. So I, think, I think the AFL thought it was a really good opportunity with obviously uh, the NRL taking you know, their game to Vegas and, and what a showpiece it was um, yesterday. I think we've got an opportunity, um, whilst a few of those teams are going to be on buys next week, um, the AFL can really, along that eastern, eastern coast, Brisbane and Sydney included, can really show our, our brand of football across to potentially, you know, yeah. different eyes. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for, for us and awesome that we get to, you know, open the round for once. It's always been Richmond and um, Richmond and Carlton on a Thursday night at the MCG, but it's um, it's pretty cool that it's going to be Sydney and Melbourne and then and obviously our turn on Friday night. Oh, yeah, got you. Great. Um, so you've got a pretty tough opening by the looks of it. Carlton, then you travel to Frio, you've got to buy... Then you've got Collingwood in the, the grand final rematch on round three. North, uh, and you travel for that. Melbourne, you travel for that. And then you've got your long round six at the Gabba. It is, on on paper, looks a pretty tough start to the season, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Depends how you look at it, Paddy. That's a great opportunity for us, if anything. Uh, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of those teams are really well fancied, you know, to be making the top eight and, and playing finals and going deep into finals. So what a great opportunity for us. Um, to test ourselves, you know, against the very best early on in the season. Um, and that's the way we've got to look at it. Um, you know, we understand our best footy's been um, great. We need to continue to lift and improve that. Um, but for us, it's, it's simply going to be about one week at a time. And this week, it's Carlton who, as I said to you, <laughs> put us on the ropes big time, <laughs> you know, only, only six months ago in a preliminary final. So we're excited by that opportunity. And, and, and whatever happens after that, we'll, we'll look to... Um, in the near future. Mm, they were pretty clunky in trials or whatever you call it, practice matches. And Melbourne against them were very impressive, even without Oliver Smith and Brayshaw. Uh, so they might be able to get together quite well, Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're, um, you know, they were so close last year to, to playing off in a in another preliminary final. Um, you know, they were so close against Collingwood in that first um, that first qualifying final. I thought they played exceptional footy and, and just through lack of um, skill execution, missed out on, you know, getting there. So um, they look in unbelievable touch at the moment. You know, Maxi Gorn's obviously going to be a real key to them and, and always will be such a dominant player mm. and an important player for them. But, um, yeah, I feel like they're a team that can, can definitely still be up there this year and, and certainly be challenging um, at the pointy end of the season. Now, let me ask the obvious question we ask every time, Darcy Gardner. 
Is he in? Yeah. Will he play up front? What What, what are the plans? Are you going to reveal anything to us this morning <laughs> on the wake-up of the time? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he played there in the trial match on the weekend and uh, he was also able to go back for us. So I think I mentioned on the show last week that having him in the side is um, great flexibility for Faze and giving him options to be able to do that. Um, the fact he's been able to go forward and have an impact on the scoreboard in our trial matches has been great. But then obviously as a little bit of a safety blanket and a security blanket to go back in defence and, and, and shore up our defence at times. So, um, yeah, look, I would be expecting him to. He's lined up in all four practice matches and pre-season matches for us. Um, I'd certainly be expecting him to. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can um, take his spot on Friday night. Hey, what about Geelong, Zorks? What are you expecting there? They're, they're quite dangerous when they're perceived to be a bit old, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. But um, you're always going to be weary of them. They're yeah. such a well, well-drilled well outfit. Um, they've got an unbelievable game plan, fantastic system of coaches down there. So, um, And their players, what they've done over the last few years is they've actually added a lot of youth through the trade period. They've got a couple of players from GWS. They've obviously got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins still up front. So um, they've got serious potential again. And, um, you know, I think there's been a few snippets of them potentially coming out in this preseason saying things that they just weren't ready for last season after the premiership. Um, but it certainly looks a different Geelong Cats at the moment and I'm expecting them to be right up the pointy end as well. I, I know, you know, interest in other matches is passing for you because you've got a focus, but... Obviously, in this part of the world, there will be a big focus on this Suns-Richmond game for, for clear reasons, re-coaches, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. I'm, well, Dimmer's coming up against his old unit, isn't he? Um, yeah. You know, and he's, he's certainly going to want to get the result. There's no doubt about that. But I think most importantly for him, it's going to be about, you know, his side, the Gold Coast Suns now. Um you know, getting their system right. You know, they were they were solid in a couple of quarters against GWS the other night. GWS, a, a very strong unit. We know how good they were last year. So um, they've had a couple uh, of performances that I'm sure they're going to want to rectify, and and they're going to want to win just as um, just as much as Dimmer is this weekend. There's no doubt about it, and get that uh, get that ledger off to, to a one nil start against his old mob. But um, yeah, look, I'm still quite optimistic about the Suns and what I think they can do this year. I certainly wouldn't be too worried about their preseason form. Right um, you know, they've, got, they've obviously got, you know, one of the greatest coaches in history now taking over their football club. And as I said, it's with any new system, there's always going to be um, a few little chinks at the start. But I think once they get rolling, they're going to be a very um, difficult proposition for, mm. for opposition. Yeah. Jules, what about preseason hits, illegal hits? You know, Pal Pepper is one, and he's gone gone some weeks. And now Jimmy Webster from St Kilda. Is it unusual, or are we are the players taking it a bit too serious, or has it always happened? Uh, no, I'd say uh, it's it's always been like that. I just think you know the, we're putting such a massive emphasis now on protecting the head, and um, unfortunately for Jimmy, again yesterday he chose to bump and. Um, you know, I, I think he would certainly love his time back again. There's no doubt about that. And I hope Jai, Jai Simpkins are right at the same time. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think our athletes in our game are getting faster, fitter and stronger. So the games are always going to be flowing and, and a lot faster. And, you know, your split decisions, you know, are, are starting to become... Um, costly. You've got to make them so... so yeah. yeah, costly. And you just gotta, you've just got to be making them so quickly now because the game and the players are so much faster and fitter. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately for Jimmy, he, he certainly got it wrong on on, on yesterday afternoon. Um, 
but yeah, I'd say the intensity is the intensity is always there in our sport. You know, you always want to try and, and go out there and win. There's no doubt about it. All right, as usual, great to have you on board, mate, for the season. Uh, it's big on Friday night. It's uh, Lions v Carlton. It's at the Gabba, and uh, we can't wait for it. And somehow we've got two tickets. So we'll Ooh. give them away in a moment. Zorks, thank you, mate. Go well, Zorks. Good stuff, man. Dane Zorko there. Yes, if you'd like to see the Brisbane Lions v Carlton Blues live at the Gabba Friday night, give us a call right now, 13 13 55. First quarter through, we'll get the tickets. And can't forget Mackers. They're proud supporters of our Little Legends campaign, supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. Powered by Kubota, you can take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Shane from McDowell has taken the uh, two tickets, must be the last two tickets in existence, to the Lions game v Carlton Blockbuster to start off the season Friday night. We've got Terry from Hope Island on the line just before we chat to Tommy. Terry, good morning to you. Morning, boys. A um, couple of things. Heels, I agree with you. It looks like a pear, but I think it's a jalapeno. Yeah, that's right. It's the fattest jalapeno I've ever seen. That's the photo from Acapulco <laughs> with Demon All winning the uh, Mexican Open. Yeah, okay. So a big jalapeno, I, you I reckon? Think it's a jalapeno. All right, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and the second thing is, I, I, I just want to talk about Will Pekoski. Yeah, we've had a few texts about other, that. Yeah, name me one other um, opening batsman that's had 13 concussions and is still playing. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone that's got 13 concussions. Uh, the question think... is, is he seeing the ball early enough or he's not seeing it early enough? And then what is Cricket Victoria's duty of care to him? Uh, it's very high, the duty of care, and and they've certainly uh, taken it extremely seriously and haven't sent him out, uh, you know, prematurely ever. Um, there has been a patch where his it hasn't really been concussion. It's been his mind telling his body, you know, beware, 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 that type of, uh, you know, stigma. Um, so not necessarily a concussion. And now this one is a technical thing. You can only imagine the confidence you need to see the ball. And Nathan Ellis, very quick, see it, then act on it and get halfway through and something in your head might say, oh, no, here's another one or something shuts down and he turned his head on the, on the shot. And uh, so, oh, yeah, it's hard. What he's going through would be very hard as an opener. Yeah, Debbie backs you up there, Terry, you mm. know, Surely he has a technique issue if he keeps getting hit in the head, eyes down, ducking the head, missing the pull shots and hook shots, etc. But yeah. probably got to go simple. Got to really make it simple. I'm not playing a hook pull shot. I'm getting, I'm ducking, swaying, or uh, getting out of the way. Yeah, uh, Terry. Yeah, look, it's distressing just to see the vision. But yeah, look, uh, duty of care will come right as it has. All right, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Terry. Uh, let's get to. Uh, uh, a chat to Tommy Hackett, chat with industry racing experts in Ladbrokes communities. You can download that app today. To, uh, Tommy, good morning. Uh, what was it like, Vegas? Great way to start the NRL season. I thought the first game in particular was very high quality for, for round one uh, between the Seagulls and the Rabbitohs. Uh, I thought the second game was a little bit more scrappy, but uh, we saw the punters uh, got it right in the in the first game because the late money was all for the Seagulls. But the Broncos were, Broncos were very popular with Ludbrokes punters late, but uh, they were probably a little bit disappointing the Broncos and a few worrying signs in my opinion. But I think the Roosters were impressive. I think that's a, the sort of performance that's saying they're going to be back as uh, a legitimate contender in 2024. All right, let's talk about these uh, matches that's still to come. We'll go through the uh, the Queensland sides. Dolphin Cowboys, your Cowboys. That's Sunday afternoon. 
Yeah, this is going to be a really interesting game at Suncorp State, and I'm surprised the Cowboys are such short favourites here. They're a dollar fifty-three. The Dolphins are two dollars fifty. I think okay. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I think the Dolphins offer really good value there. The Dolphins uh, had a, a good record against the Cowboys last last season, and I just don't think these two teams have that much between them. I think you look at their best seventeen; I think they're very, very even. I'd say almost two of the most even sides in the competition. So I'm surprised that the Cowboys are, are such clear favourites in that one. All right, what about the Ladbrokes boys and the uh, Titans-Dragons game? Titans, it's a good way to start the season, I think, for the Titans. They need to come away with a win. But I think playing the Dragons at home is about as good as you're going to get for your round one clash. So they are favourites. They're $1.53. St. George Illawarra Dragons are $2.50. I think this is a game the Titans, they need to win and need to win well. I think they need to get out of the blocks quickly this year, the, the Titans, if they are going to be in that top eight mix. And I think they'll do the job against the Dragons on Saturday night. Did Manly, did Manly move on the premiership type markets? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely mm-hmm. have heels. Uh, Roosters into $8. They're now the clear third third bet in betting. Manly have been $21 into $15 after their impressive win. Rabbitohs, $9 out to $12. Broncos, $4 out to $4.25. So, yeah, good support there for Manly. I think the big thing for Manly is just going to be keeping their best players on the field. We know if they can keep Tommy Turbo, Daly Cherry Evans, Jake Trevojevic, if they can keep those core players on the field, they're going to be in the mix. Either any of them go down, they're in trouble. All right, we've just been talking to Zorks. Carlton Lions, big game. Friday night, Gabba. Enormous game. We're straight into the AFL as well now. And the Lions, they're dominant favourites for this game. They've been really well backed early markets with Ladbrokes as well. The Lions now $1.32, Carlton $3.20. Across the four games on opening round, the Lions have been comfortably the best backed and they're easily the shortest price favourites. Despite the fact, Carlton, these two teams met in a prelim final last season, but it shows the the faith that punters have in the Lions at the Gabba. They've proven to be just about um, unbeatable in recent years and punters think that will continue on a Friday night. The Suns, any chance of improving? Yeah, Suns are clear favourites for this clash with Richmond. There's a really interesting subplot with Damien Hardwick in his first game with the Suns against his old club, Richmond. Suns are $1.55. Richmond, $2.40. Richmond have a, a number of key outs here. So this is a really good opportunity for the Suns to get their season off to a, a hot start. Because I think they're, they're a bit like the Titans. They're uh, rugby league counterparts. I think they need to start the season strong as well and just build that little bit of confidence with Damien Hardwick uh, in, the, in the big chair. Good stuff, Tommy. Thank you much for your time. You can launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Hyundai SUV sale event is here and now. For a limited time, $1,500 off selected Tucson's, 2K off selected Santa Fe and Palisades. Experience their most innovative SUVs with smart sense safety, advanced technology and brilliant design. The Hyundai SUV event. Visit your local showroom today like Zupsi Hyundai, 1454 Gimpy Road, Aspley. And uh, just check out Ben Correa there. He'll take you through everything. Uh, controversy in Stump Hills. Cousin, oh, he doesn't beauty. miss a beat. I'm declaring Hills the winner of Stump Hills because clearly there were two African countries who've held the F1 Grand Prix. So the, I've just had to drag the question out of the rubbish bin. Name the only African country to host the Formula One Grand Prix. Answer South Africa, 67 to 85, and then again, 92, 93. So Morocco, we've checked up. It held held the race 13 times, but only once did it have world championship status. And it was in 1958, and Sterling Moss won it, actually. So, I can't believe South Africa did it from 67 to 85. Yeah, anyway, so we're going to have... During, uh, you know, sanctions. We're going to have to reluctantly... 
hand the win to you, Cuzzy. Uh, and Cuzzy hasn't let go. He sent through about four texts here <laughs> saying, OK, I'm calling it. Uh, it's now the fine cotton <laughs> of Stumfield. It's a st- Bales were off. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's got a message for you, Cuz, but I think he'll send that to you personally a little <laughs> later on. Um, yes, you are the winner of Stumfields today. You're one up for the week. It's 8 o'clock. The news coming up very quickly with Vanessa. We'll have a lot more after this.